0: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano.
1: 810 on Wisconsin's Morning News. It's a Monday morning. Lots to do here in this hour ahead. Greg Pancake Hill will produce it. Eric Bilstead, Vince Petrano here with you until 9 o'clock. Outside of the fact that it's a cute story, and anytime I post about it on social media, it gets a lot of reaction. I actually forgot. To post my picture from mom breakfast yesterday. But outside of the fact that it's a cute story, there's something instructive about it, I think. I wonder if folks see it that way as well. It kind of goes to this theme that we've been talking about from time to time in different areas, Eric, where I feel people in my life like reaching out and trying to reestablish connections and i'm seeing that amongst other friend groups and people just in general like we're we're trying to reconnect on a personal level with people in our lives because we're middle aged or because of the pandemic or think, right all the above and something that has been happening more recently when i get together with my mom has caused me to think like man maybe there's more maybe maybe i need to take more away from this experience so i don't know if any of you do this as parents or as friends to others or if this happens to you, but I told you earlier, my mom, what she, what she wants for my birthday is to take me out one-on-one. We go out for brunch or something. For mini time Because when you bring grandchildren into the mix, then any time we're together as a large family, it's always about them. They're telling their stories, and grandma's into the story, and all those sure. things, right? And it's chaotic and whatever. But you lose in that age when you've brought children now into the world. I think sometimes you lose a little bit of a connection with your parents because they mm-hmm. become the center, oh, right? Yeah. So they're trying. So what my mom likes to do for my birthday, and I've largely now begun to understand that my birthday is really more about her than it is about me, because <laughs> I really don't care about my birthday, but it's a really important day for her. So, what she wants for my birthday is some one on one time. Okay. A couple hours, we go out for breakfast or something like that. So, that happened yesterday. And what's happened recently is she brings to our extended conversation literally a list of stuff that she wants to talk about. Like an actual physical list. In some last two, three years, she's been doing this. And I feel like a couple years ago, she wrote the list down. And then more recently, like yesterday, she broke out the phone. So, she had it. Like on her phone, like what, in her notes. What
2: topics are we talking about here? Are we talking about just overall things? Or are we just talking about very specific family business type things? It can be, y-
1: yes, it can be all of those things. It's just she doesn't want to forget to talk about... Things that will come up in her mind like, oh, I'd like to talk to Vinny about this. Like Cocaine or, Bear? Does that make the list? What do did you think of? <laughs> <the> <laughs> <version>? Come <laughs> yes. on. She said it sounded like, well, because she listens to the show and sure. it sounded like you guys really had fun. That was fun. <laughs> right? So, yeah, some of it's stuff on the show okay. that she wants. She wants her personalized version of. She wants to revisit or it's people on the show. I love that she referred to Greg as Pancake. <laughs> it sounds like Pancake's very nice. You all get along. <laughs> Boy, it's family great. business. Okay, so your brother did this or that. Okay, or have All you right. heard from your sister? Or who's coming to this when? So some of it's logistics. Go through each of the kids. What are they up mm-hmm. to and their stuff, and then other things about me. But then sometimes it can be current events. Now, can you skew off the list? Sure. It's a it's a free it's a free flowing conversation.
2: Does everything have to be checked off though? Like at some point you got to yes. come back
1: to the list if there's yes. two or
2: three more things. Okay.
1: Yes. Because at the end, when you're kind of wrapping up, the phone comes back. Let me just make sure that (laughs) she did not want to leave any topic unchecked. I can appreciate that. So to me, the more instructive thing, though, is and I've experienced this when I play golf with a buddy or even even when I'm with friends, am I really connecting with them? Because I'll come home from playing golf with a buddy where my wife, you know, maybe knows his wife and, you know, we have mutual friendships or things like that. And I'll come home and she'll, oh, well, what's she doing about this? And I'm like, i don't know. I'm like, well, did they take their son to, sc-? you know, I don't know. Just, what do you guys talk about for five <laughs> hours? <I'm> like, golf? <laughs> Golfing? It's right, a really, right. really good putt, man. <laughs> right. Can't believe you went in the water. Do you see, you see, I guess Tiger's not going to play this week. Or you're muttering to yourself because yeah. you're, you're having a bad day. Whatever it is. But I think to me, like the fact that my mom needs a list of stuff, I mean, it's not just that we're all getting older and I need lists of stuff too. Oh, sure. It's also that I'm probably not as connected with her as I should be. And there are so many other relationships. I told you, I, I broke down and actually had lunch last week with some of my best friends from elementary school. And I probably could have used a list that day. Because it had been so long since we right. sat together and hung out. And I just wonder if what what really is happening here is we're just not connected enough to each other that if you need a list to cover all the things you want to talk about with somebody you care about, maybe you're not having enough touch points in that relationship. Uh, or right? yeah,
2: just the fulfillment isn't there, you know, you're not you're not hitting things that are at least important. Yeah. Anymore.
1: Or right, mm. right. When you're with somebody, you're maybe present in that moment, but you're not getting into the stuff that yeah. you need that you need to talk to your friends about.
2: Hmm. I don't know. Is there something there? I think there's something there. There's I
1: something there. there. I, I, My mom oftentimes won't have a
2: list, but she'll think, she's like, what else was I going to tell you? <laughs>
1: so, so I have like trying <laughs> yes, to right? scan in her brain, trying to remember. Did she, now, do you give your mom some one-on-one time? Does she ask for that?
2: Uh, she doesn't ask for it, but yeah, I talk to her fairly regularly over FaceTime. She or my dad or both. So, What but, does yeah. she want to know? Um. I well, they'll ask just about what's happening. Something maybe with the kids. Something. She ask more. about pancake. <laughs> 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 they have asked about you too, and they actually, they know Mercure. They've done some of the trips that Mercure's done, so they they'll ask about John from your time parents to time.
1: have gone on a Mercure trip.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> <Really>? yeah <laughs> yes. How does that make you feel? I I'm used to it now. I think
1: they've done three <laughs> trips. <laughs> That's they, hilarious. They have some
2: uh the, some friends. That they've made from those, like that they still hang out with and like have, they visit with. Uh, they were at Mercure's party. Mercure threw a party a couple of weeks ago that That's I wasn't whole, invited to. That's a hallmark there. of the Mercure trip.
1: <laughs> yes. Right? That guy makes friends yeah. so easily.
2: And he, he hosts a good party. He knows how to do it. He and his wife, Michelle, they do a great job with that. See, there's, you know
1: what? There's a guy we could model our behavior after. Seriously, Mercure makes friends with everybody. And he has like lasting, deep friendships that work for him. He's I got bet a full... he doesn't have a list though. <laughs> doesn't make a list. He doesn't need one. He's connected. On the Old National Bank talking text line, which is 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. Talk to my mother at 615 every morning except the weekend. She's 88. Who knows how long she'll be here. Uh, the day will come when I won't be able to dial her up. Do you know people mm. like that? I know people who I had a friend of mine, good friend of mine. He lost his father recently. He said, I talk to him every day. Wow. He talked to his dad every day. Yeah, I suppose I do. I do have some friends who
2: have lost their a parent, who then, you know, are very good about reminding me about it. Not in a bad way, but just saying like, hey, enjoy it. Enjoy it while you can. So
1: I've, I've been reminded several times that life is short, which is great. It's good to know that. If you have thoughts on the lists, I'd love to know if somebody else is a list maker for the conversation. I think it's a good thing. You know, it helps you get through those things and not leave anything on the table. Mm. But I also think there's something there in that I'd like for the people who are important to me to not have to have a list.
2: So if she makes a list and then somehow maybe she gets an answer to one of them by, like, listening to the show or whatever, does she then cross it off? There's not a physical crossing off because it was on the phone. So Or a delete, maybe, if or are there ever two items that are very similar that can you know cross over into another conversation I don't know, dude,
1: do you want me to call her
2: <laughs> i just want to Apparently see the I list need to.
1: 818 on Wisconsin's morning news 822 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Do you find this with friends and family who live close, though, and have an opportunity to listen to you, Eric? They always want to know about everybody else and whether or not you like them. <laughs> and whether or not they're okay people. So she asked about me, your mom did? Yeah, yeah. She, well, more, she just commented. She said, it sounds like you all, like, really like each other. Smoking mirrors, Which is, you know, right. <laughs> I always said about my other job, like, I'll sit next to whoever they put out there with me, and it's my job to whatever, but... To, to have a relationship like I had with Susan for so many years, where that person is also a great friend to have you and Greg and uh, yeah, it's hard to, our little it's hard team to here.
2: It. hard to fake it on the radio. Debbie,
1: others, you know. Yeah, it is, it is hard to fake it. So she had observed that it sounds like we really enjoy each other. Absolutely. My grandmother, before she passed, on my mom's side, she wanted the dirt on everybody. <laughs> How come? And it was d- dumb stuff, too, like... How come this one? She wears a lot of lipstick. Why does she do that? Don't they tell her? Like who's the they that's going to tell her not to wear lip? What are you talking? I don't the even news know what you're about. Call her into the office. Yeah, she does the news in the evening. What time in the evening? You know, at supper. Well, I don't know, Grandma. You're eighty. <laughs> supper could be like three thirty p.m. I don't know. We do the four, the four, the five, the six, the ten. Which the ten? Okay, that's Carol Meekins. Yeah, Carol. She's she does a good job. Like who's the other one when Carol's not there at the desk? <laughs> I don't know this one, that one. <laughs> uh, being, what about this, is she nice? Is she a good? You know, when the camera's not on, is she nice? Yeah, see.
2: it makes you feel better if you know that's right because you don't know these people, especially when right. you talk about anyone who's a celebrity or anyone who's in uh, on the Brewers or any type of athlete. Yeah. You never know how cool they are until you you meet them.
1: It's their little personal peek behind the curtain. What's right, this yeah. person really yeah. like? Get a lot of. We had a lot of list makers here. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the old national bank talk and text line. Old National Bank Get Old. A lot of folks text in and say they make lists. Uh let's see. For here. the conversation specifically.
2: Yes, I make lists when I want to talk. They may not be available, so I add to the list until I talk with them. Time alone with adult children is had to come by, especially when distance is involved, so Interesting. It's super important, which I get that. Yeah.
1: I'll make a list when I go out for breakfast with my sister of items I want to talk about. Mainly because we often get sidetracked in our conversation and then we forget. That's interesting too, because if you are having a good, you having a good run on something, and then you get in the car and you're like, oh, I want to ask about this. Forgot to ask about this, or even something ah. simple like that you needed to. I forgot to ask about next weekend. Are you coming for this? Or right, right. We didn't talk about dates for whatever. So, but. So, And
2: texting can't do that, you know what I mean? Like you can't, between just random conversations or email or texting, that can't accomplish a list? I think we're texting too much. We don't even
1: call anymore. Yeah. I get annoyed when people call me. That's terrible. Like it's like, (laughs) Uh. someone call me like, why don't you just text me? Because I want to talk to you. It's a matter with you. It's a matter with me. Yeah, I've learned
2: that if I need to talk to you, I generally will text you. Or email
1: well, okay, but for getting business done, like, that's kind of how oh, you're doing your thing, right, I'm yeah, doing yeah, yeah. mine. I get, No problem there. You, you can call me whenever you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> take right. your call. Do you do that with people? Like, I'm seeing more and more people I associate with in my line of work. I don't even call, even some friends. I'll text them first. Are you available right. for oh, a call? Yeah,
2: me too. Yep. And I'll never leave a voicemail. <laughs> yes. If you see you missed either. a call from me, then you know that, okay, I'll call them back. I never really thought about
1: that, that, but that's true. I've never, I've never heard a voicemail from you, or I've never heard you leave a voicemail for for anybody else.
2: (laughs) It won't happen, Debbie. Actually, that's not true. I will for someone in the office. Like if I'm calling someone, you know, if I'm calling someone over at NPD or or something for work, or I'm getting their office line. I'll leave a message then. But generally, yeah, I'll just drop a text. But if I had to try
1: to, you know, line up Deb an interview with somebody. Or I even just wanted to talk to somebody about something that, that I know that's in my contact list, I would text them first and be like, Hey, can we set up a call for a certain time? That Whereas we used to just it, call people.
3: Is it not concerning? Like if I were to get an actual call call from Eric, I'd be like, Oh Uh-oh.
0: crap. Well, you're right. right. Well, Uh-oh. And, uh,
2: likewise too, Debbie, if if you call me, then okay, I'm I'm picking up that phone call. Yeah. Why what happened?
1: <laughs> What's exactly. wrong? What's wrong? What's, <laughs> wrong? What's, <laughs> wrong? What's <laughs> shut down? What did do? No, they
4: just saying, how you doing?
1: Who didn't show up? <laughs> <laughs> What's
4: broken? <laughs> yeah.
1: 826 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up on 830 on Wisconsin's Morning News. What's Betty want to talk about? You want to be on the radio, Communicating
2: grade? with her children. Yeah? Should I yeah, put her she on? Needs, she wants to sort like, she wants talk to me? Them. Okay.
1: <laughs> On the Old National Bank, talking text line, 855-616-1620. Betty is with us from Neshota this morning. Hi, Betty.
3: Hi, good morning.
1: How are you? I'm doing well. What did you want to talk about?
3: My children. <laughs> the only time I hear from them is when they're texting. And I'm almost 80 years old, and I let them know that there is no texting in heaven.
1: <laughs> and how did they take it?
3: Well, they... Oh, Okay.
1: <laughs> you just need you need them to call you a little bit more.
3: Well, it would be nice to hear from them once in a while, you know. I t- my son in law texts me, which is fine. I I understand that, but I'd love to hear my children's voices.
2: Betty, do Otherwise, you have, when I, do you have a list? Ahead. Do you have a list that you write down so when you do hear from your kids,
3: what I have to tell them? Yeah. No. I know what I want to tell him. I haven't <laughs> lost my memory.
1: <laughs> you want to tell him to call more often. No, wait.
2: You said your son-in-law texts you. Why is your son-in-law the good one?
3: Because or- he's—I call him my favorite son-in-law. It's the only one I have, well, I hear- and he's a good guy. And he's okay with. I'm okay with that. That—that's fine. But my daughters, I'd like to hear from them.
1: All right. Well, I hope they were listening, Betty. We'll—we'll we'll get them. We'll get them reconnected with you.
3: I'll call you back when I hear from them. <laughs> yeah, please do. I <laughs> expect a follow-up
1: to report from Nishoda. Yes. <laughs> right. Thank you, Betty. And all my
3: neighbors will know. Okay. okay. Thanks much. Appreciate it. Betty. Bye-bye.
1: Okay. So you kids, call Betty. Call your ma. Uh, she said people should hear from their children. I think that's uh, – that. if you've learned nothing else from today's program – Mom wants to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, wants, she right. wants to hear from you on the phone. You're right. And have that breakfast. Little one-on-one time.
3: 8.36
1: on Wisconsin's Morning News on Monday morning. Aside from love tapping the wrong behind <laughs> at your event this weekend, Eric, how did things go at the <laughs> JDRF event? Uh it went great. It was awesome. Thank
2: for you. Those for those who asking. missed
1: earlier, Eric accidentally I don't know, was it a slap?
2: Was it a full on slap? It was to the music, right? Okay. So there, we were all on a dance floor having a good time at the end of the uh of the night and the music it was, was a formal fun event. event. Yeah, no, huge fun fundraiser. And gave my wife a a nice, a love, love, love slap on the the behind. That was to the music, and yeah. then the woman turned around, and I realized it wasn't my wife. That's not <laughs> my wife, but it was a good friend of ours. So I don't know if that makes it better
1: or worse. Better, way better. If <laughs> 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 it had just been some random woman who didn't know no, you, but for God, that night, I would night. have been devastated. I would have been a, a devastated. very nice event. And Eric on the now he sounds nice on the radio, but he assaulted me on the oh, dance floor. Man. Oh God, that would have been tragic. <laughs> Could you imagine? just tragic? And all you meant to do was yes, you know, give
2: your wife a little tap. Yes, who happened to be standing to my right, not in front of me at the time. <laughs> to the right. No, well. It was a great event. I, I, I type one diabetic, and uh, JDRF, obviously, very uh, important to me, as they raise funds um, for diabetes research and to fund a cure for type one diabetes. And uh, between Milwaukee, and then they had two other parties taking place at the same time one in Appleton and one in Madison we raised
1: 1.2 million dollars which i'm very proud of that that's awesome dude that's a staggering sum i mean cuz you and i do a lot of these things and some of them you know if you most of them if you're over the 100k mark you're like wow, a that's night. a that's a pretty big night yeah. i've been involved with a few that have approached what you're talking about but most of them are not in that rarefied territory right. so yeah so very good for you
2: it was worth it was worth it to get handsy i guess at the end of $1.2 million. <laughs> whatever had, whatever
0: had to
1: happen <laughs> So we were at, uh, my wife Nicole and I were uh, guests of Mark Cass at his table. Milwaukee Cass had a bunch of us at his table for the uh, Ernie Johnson event. This is the 32nd annual Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation event here in Milwaukee. And this year's honored guest was TNT NBA broadcaster Ernie Johnson, who got the Award of Excellence. Uh, Really nice night. They did up Pfizer for him in a unique way. We got to eat on the floor. Oh, that's cool. Now the the hardwood wasn't down. They had the <laughs> they had the hoops up. Or anything. Guys are scratching up in heels. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a problem. Oh, scuff marks. Yeah. No, it was. But it was on the floor of Pfizer Forum and really neat. And of course, uh, folks may remember Coach Lombardi died from colon cancer all those years ago. And obviously, the scene and the uh, the landscape for how we treat cancer and its curability rate at the time was far different than it is decades mm-hmm. later. Much better off. Still a lot of work to do. They raised so much money through the foundation for cancer research and treatment and connection with families who are battling in the moment. Coach's grandson, John Lombardi, was there. He spoke, really interesting, humble man. Uh, but Johnson, Ernie Johnson, who spent much of his childhood growing up here in Milwaukee, was just riveting.
2: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He was just fantastic. He was.
1: I mean, I I was interested to hear him speak, and I was excited about it. I thought I was hoping he'd have some stories about Milwaukee and and things like that, but I was not prepared for how emotional um, he got and how well-received. Like, you could hear a pin drop, and I know that's cliche, but, like, there wasn't a peep, and he just commanded that stage sharing his personal story, so he beat cancer twice. Um, But he started with, and if you need to ingratiate yourself to a Wisconsin crowd, of course, you start with talking about the Packers. And of course, it's a Lombardi event.
4: But I grew up a Packer fan. I grew up, I grew up knowing who Vince Lombardi was and who Bart Starr was and who Jim Taylor was and Boyd Dowler and Max McGee and Jerry Kramer and Fuzzy Thurston and Willie Wood and Herb Adderley. Just
1: tell me to stop, or I'll just keep <laughs> That That's a good moment. He just just ran keep going. Him. Who else? You want some more names? I got them. So that that was fun, and he, you know the crowd was just eating it up at that point. Uh, Ernie Johnson from TNT, also refreshing though. You know, national sports types love to rip Milwaukee love to dump on our city and we want to go there we hope the bucks don't win because then we have to oh then we got to spend three days in milwaukee who wants to do that so you know here's ernie he, he grew up here as a kid and loved it and shared that and to live
4: in endress park and to walk to school and mother of good counsel and it was uh it was just a rich childhood And it's a carefree time when you never think that years later you'll have to deal with something like cancer.
1: Yeah, so Ernie uh, Endress Park. do folks know where that is, like west side of Milwaukee, kind of near Wauwatosa, mm-hmm, yep. getting out toward Brookfield, but not quite. So that that area of Milwaukee, and that's where he grew up. And a kid in the late fifties and early sixties, and just it was just so nice to hear him say, like, I, "I had a what did he say? I had a rich childhood." Yeah, it's a great word. Yeah, walking walking to school and being a part of the community. So he was excited to be back. He beat cancer twice, as I said. And he was really emotional talking about his time in the chair, as he called it, which anyone who has been through cancer themselves or you know, been close to a person who's gone through it, you know, in the chair is when you're getting your chemotherapy and they send that poison running through your veins in the hopes that it kills the cancer before it kills you. And with all the advancements that we have made. This is still one of the ways we go about trying to cure cancer. And I hope in five years or ten or whatever, I hope our children look back and say, That is barbarous what you all did, what your generation did or generations before to try to kill mm-hmm. to try mm-hmm. to cure cancer. And we just say it's best that we had at the time. So I hope that through efforts like this we'll continue with the research and get better. But That chemotherapy time in the chair, Ernie talked about what that was like for him, and he actually addressed it with another cancer survivor who had spoken earlier in the night.
4: You know, for those hours and hours of infusions, staring fellow cancer patients in the eye and seeing them kind of on a regular basis and seeing after three weeks, some look a lot better. And then after six weeks, some don't. And it's hard. So
1: you're awesome. I looked right at the woman who'd spoken earlier, and she had done something nice. I can't remember what her organization was called, but she would bring little care packages to the other people who were in her chemo group you know, that she would run into. And then yeah. it expanded and expanded, expanded, you know, and it just brought a lot of hope and camaraderie to those folks.
2: And a little goes a long way. It's amazing yeah, what something like that will do for somebody. Exactly.
1: What Ernie said was like, you have no idea how much a phone call from somebody you care about means, how much that text message means when you're battling through it. And, you know, it made me realize too, they had a, and you could predict that this was going to happen because cancer is one of those diseases where we all have a story, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we lost my father in law to what started as colon cancer now more than 10 years ago. And, also, friends, friends of my parents, other people, you know, like, but everybody has that story, right? Maybe, and, and so many people have had cancer. And so they, at one point in the evening, said, I uh, want everybody who's been touched by cancer to stand up. And pfft, everybody. Everybody. And you look around and, like, yes, we've all been in some way touched by this. And so it was good to be part of, you know, you hope you're a little part of the cure, small contribution, yeah. others, folks, large contributions. And anything to help the, the Lombardi Cancer Center uh, Foundation you know, make a better connection there. But you could hear in the background there, not a peep from anybody, just hanging on Ernie's every word. And I wanna leave you with this because this is a payoff for anybody, whether it's been cancer or you're battling anything in life. He was just so positive. This is a guy who beat cancer and then he got cancer again. And there are a lot of those stories too. I know people. It right? comes back, yeah. or a different form. Or we were in remission, we thought we were good, or something, right. or with a child. things were good and things were good and then they get that test that they didn't like and so for anybody who's battled through anything uh, here's a little inspiration from Ernie Johnson
4: and doctors with their medicine and with their surgery they fixed me but it was my faith and my family and my friends that sustained me it wasn't I'm going to trust God if this next test goes back the way I want it to or I'll trust God when these treatments are over there's trust God period because he's taking me someplace now that maybe I hadn't I wouldn't choose but he's molding me into the man I need to be so it was never why me but how are you going to use this
1: it was never why me but how are you going to use this Man, what great words for anybody who's battled through anything, and particularly for all of you right now who might be going through cancer treatments or with someone close who's, who's fighting that fight. It wasn't why me, it was how you going to use this, and Ernie is using it for good. So congratulations to him and good on the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation Award of Excellence. 846 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Ten minutes before nine o'clock on Wisconsin's Morning News. Wanna bring you a couple of quick stories from the world of sport. You watch the BBC, that's what they call it. And now for the sport. It's not the sports cast, it's not the sport no sport. Just sport. Here's from sp- here's the Eric with the sport. Singular. Interesting. <laughs> sport. Hmm. This one, I know not everybody's into golf, but I th- I think people can relate to this. And I just saw something. I think it was extraordinary this weekend, and I love golf, but just to to broaden it out for folks, like how good Tiger Woods is a guy who transcends golf. And maybe you like him, maybe you don't, because of things in his personal life or whatever, but just in terms of the sheer raw competitor that he was. I'm watching yesterday's Arnold Palmer Invitational. It's coming down the last few holes, and it was a really exciting finish. There's like five, six guys up at the top, maybe seven within a stroke. Rory McIlroy, who... I don't know that you call him the heir apparent to Tiger Woods, but he's probably the loudest and most respected. And I don't mean loudest in terms of loud, but like the, maybe the most respected voice on tour right now. There was a moment when he shot into the stratosphere,
2: you thought he was going to yeah. be the man.
1: Right. And we always want to crown, no matter the sport, we always want to crown this person the next yeah. Michael Jordan, the next, you know, this guy, that guy, whatever. Right. Well, you know, he was going to be the guy that maybe when Tiger moved on and was no longer. Tiger, and we're at that point right now where he's not super competitive. And, you know, was Rory going to be that good? And he's nowhere close. And I love him. I love to watch him as a golfer. I love what he's doing in terms of leadership on the PGA Tour. But he's on the 18th green, and he's in this bunch of guys who are all tied at maybe 8-under or whatever. And he has a putt that would put him in the lead. Now, ultimately, as things played out, it would have just put him in a playoff for the end because uh, Kurt Kitayama, who ended up winning the thing, uh, One by that, uh, was at 9-under, I believe. But anyway, he's got a putt, and it's not that long of a putt. For you or me, it's like, mm, maybe, <laughs> maybe 20% not. make, right? Yeah. But for, for a pro golfer, it was a makeable putt. Okay. And he missed it. Oh. He missed it. And I don't even know if it caught a lot of the edge. And I just thought to myself, and maybe it's just my memory, because now he doesn't play a lot or whatever, but just Tiger Woods never missed that damn putt. He always hit that putt. He always put a dagger in the heart when he had a chance to win. And it wasn't that short of putts that he made to win majors, to win whatever. Like, I just felt like in that moment, Tiger never missed that putt.
2: So you're saying there still isn't anyone like Tiger
1: Woods? I think there's still not. And I like to see a guy get his first win, too. This Kitiyama first PGA Tour win. You know, it's something like 80% of pro golfers who make the tour so PGA Tour or one of the other major tours, European Tour, you know, 80% of golf professional golfers never win. Not one win. You can still make a living, though, right? Oh, sure. Place. No doubt. They're making a living. Still a purse. Doing okay. But 80% oh, of them never win wow. in a sport like that. Wow. So n- no bad on Rory. He's got four majors. He's got... 20-some wins on the PGA Tour, a bunch more. He's doing good. On the He's Euro Tour, right. And he'll win again. He already won this year, and I like him. But I just thought, man, as much as I wanted to be, Rory, he ain't no tiger. Now, this cat, our local guy, he could be a tiger. We had uh, Lori Nichol with us for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And I just wanted to mention quickly, Jordan Stoltz, who she was talking about, world-class speed skater from right here in Kiwaskum, up there in Washington County, trains at the Pettit National mm-hmm. Ice Center, yep. had a career weekend. In the Netherlands. This guy won everything. He's not even 19 years old. Jordan Stoltz of Kiwascom won the 500-meter in speed skating, men's speed skating. According to Laurie's most recent article, was in dominant fashion. He then goes on to win the 1,000 and the 1,500. He's not even 19. And Laurie was telling us, what, last week, what's mm-hmm. the peak for men? Like, I thought she said, like, mid-20s. Mid-20s. So there's a... He's got a ways to go yet. Next Olympics, not until 2026 in Italy. Hmm. But this kid is only rising. And also, not for nothing, but, you know, you get talked about on this show.
2: It helps you. Laurie mentions <laughs> yeah. you
1: on Wisconsin's Morning News on a Tuesday. You go out to yep, Netherlands yep. Friday, Saturday. You now he's everything. a friend of the show. Friend and of the now show he's of a Jordan friend stole. of the
0: show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, we can, I bet you we can work through Lori and get him set up. He, we got to have him on sometime. Okay. Done. Well, now that he's won all of this stuff in this world beating fashion, he's got a little free time. Eight fifty-five on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ,
0: W two Seven Seven C V and WKTI HD Two Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station.
1: Steve's graffiti in the house here, just ahead of his nine o'clock show. We were talking earlier about the various events that you emcee, Steve, for which you are the master of ceremonies. You've done a f- your fair share, I'm sure. I have, yeah. They're always fun. Uh, they're all different. Tosh was asking us earlier, what's your threshold for beverages consumed before you have to do like stage duties? One,
0: you just yeah, right. thanks the edge off. Takes the edge I agree with I that. that. I saw Eric the social. Big- Oh, yeah, one's fine. Yeah, just take the little edge off. It mm-hmm. makes you funnier. It makes me funnier. <laughs> makes you think you're funnier anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you care less. So you're saying yeah. I'm not funny? I, have, I don't amuse you, is that how. what you're saying? <laughs> <Right>. Funny how. <laughs> I saw you raised a lot of money over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, nice Look job you, guy. man. That's Well, great. I, I, I was a very, 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 very tiny piece of hey, it. You, awesome. Hey, you're leading the, the parade for money. That's, that's awesome. Did you hear about my uh, inadvertent
2: escapade? No. Where I accidentally... Swatted a butt that wasn't my wife's. I thought it was, but oh. <laughs> on the dance floor. <laughs> Are you serious? What was the reaction?
1: Have you ever been to one of these events, Eric's really dirty on the dance floor. He's all really he Sometimes gets asked to leave. Yeah, yeah. Especially just nasty. music just gets me. Uh, he, gra- he grabbed my butt once on the um, dance floor.
0: She turned and <laughs> <my> wife.
2: Uh, <laughs> thought I was her husband, and it was a good friend of ours that oh, okay. were there with us. So, so it worked out. She, she
0: laughed it off. <laughs> mm-hmm. My pitch that was an awkward conversation later. I,
2: well, they laughed it off, but I was I was <laughs> devastated. <gasps> I mean, at least it was your friend's one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say was yeah. anybody else. That's oh. that's wild, though. How many drinks did you have in you?
2: Well, I was just saying that because of that, I didn't. I, I was late to the game. Everyone, and this was getting near the end of the night, and everyone else was having a good time, mm. but I was late to the party, if you will, because I wasn't drinking during the event. It's very nice. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's a great story.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> I guess we'll How be done with this. How does this happen to
0: you? Oh, I, have I grabbed a, a woman? No, I don't think so. No, I'm very appropriate in public, Eric. I'm not just, I'm not hands and <laughs> up everybody. Added. Like Eric. Number, yeah. Shoulder and, like, the, the upper arm is as far there as I go. go. Eric hansi Billstead. <laughs> I actually carry, you know, some people carry the Constitution in their, in their coat just so they can, I have, like, proper etiquette for Male female behavior. Ah, I sure, always okay. carry it just in case. Whatever, Mike Pence. Maybe you should start doing that. <laughs> not not to Mike Pence's you know his extreme, but somewhere in the middle. <laughs> right. Steve's graffiti. More of that next on WTMJ.